The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the 132nd ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. Well, happy 2014, and as always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, as well as the event of the week that I attended. Also, in a few minutes, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Let me jump right into the event of the week that I attended, which was uh, the U.S. Army All-American Bowl and accompanying events in San Antonio last weekend. As my, as you loyal listeners know, I broadcast live from the press box at the Football University semifinals national championship games last Friday at a very nice high school complex uh, in San Antonio. And... I covered six games that day, a personal record in one day, and for the overall weekend, I covered 10 games in three days, uh, the Football University National Championship Tournament, semifinals and finals, finals were in the Alamo Dome on Sunday, as well as the East Bay All-American Game on Saturday evening, and in addition, as if that wasn't enough, I of course attended the centerpiece of the whole event, the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, broadcast on NBC Saturday afternoon, leading right into the uh, NFL playoff game, which happened to be the Colts-Chiefs. So just a great day of football, a great weekend of football, and All-American Games, the organizers of all these events, they're based in New Jersey. They have brought me out now three years in a row to work with them. I'm drawing this weekend, uh, and it's really just uh, growing and getting bigger and better each year. Uh, it's always been impressive, but now is just reaching new heights. Uh, when you think of uh, what goes on in San Antonio, think of the Little League World Series in Williamsport. San Antonio is becoming 
in the first week of January, immediately following Christmas, uh, in San Antonio to football, what Williamsport is in August for baseball in the Little League World Series. And it's just not the three days I was covering actual games, last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It is also a week of incredible activities, combines, practices, uh, events with the U.S. Army, uh, obviously the sponsor of the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, and really more of a partner uh, with All-American Games and putting out the, uh, you know, this high school all-star game on Saturday, which is literally the best of the best. Uh, You know, Andrew Luck, Tim Tebow, Adrian Peterson are alumni of the game, so that tells you all you need to know that it is truly the best of the best. So all these events with the Army, it's, it's just its a great marriage. You know, football and the U.S. Army, they've always gone together like, uh, as Forrest Gump would say, peas and carrots. And it is just quite a spectacle to behold. There are, it feels like, every minute of every day for about a week, starting pretty much the Saturday, Sunday before the game, which in this case was just a few days after Christmas, uh, at any given moment, it felt like there was something that sounds like a dozen events occurring uh, related to this, be it practices, combines. For instance, I went, uh, you know, events with the Army. I went last Thursday night on the floor of the Alamo Dome, and I touched on this in my show last week, you know, the welcome barbecue, where there's, you know, the players, of course, the Army presence, and the high-ranking Army uh, brass, I might add, you know, parents of all the players, uh, you know, the All-American Games staff, like myself, everywhere. Um, and it's just, again, quite a spectacle to behold. Put it this way, it covered uh, the floor of the Alamo Dome. It's a great stadium, by the way, you know. Many of you probably watched the Valero Alamo Bowl, uh, Mac Brown's last game in this particular case, RG3. Lit it up there a couple of years ago, so it's uh, that was uh, Monday a week ago. So that was occurring during quote bowl week as we call it. And uh, so, you know, two years in a row, Texas was there, and coming down an hour and a half from nearby Austin, uh, selling the place out. Uh, you know, Longhorn Fever and, and Mac Brown's last game certainly added to the whole scenario. So it is really uh, it, it's a football festival. You know, there's no better term I can think of. If you love football, and I do, it doesn't get any better than this because it is 24-7 in my hotel, in every hotel in San Antonio. Basically, you know, they just take over the, the, the city, and there's just, you know, kids from sixth grade right on up through high school that are uh, there with their families, their teammates, their coaches, and... They are just, uh, you know, it's omnipresent. You know, they're, they're you know, I, I will walk through the hotel in the, you know, in the morning or at night or any time in between, and there's just, you know, all these youth football players from around the world, not just the country. You know, there's representatives from, you know, Mexico and Europe, and just, uh, you, you know, so it's truly international again, like the Little League World Series in Williamsport uh, this year. 
a lot of the football university games, which held sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade national championships, were uh, you know were held uh, you know were held just uh, throughout the week. So they they came together as a final four, you know, following a month long tournament throughout the country. So it, it is again just you know comes uh, you, you know just is built right up. Uh, you know, from the ground level right up through, you know, the final four participants for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, so 12, uh, 12 teams uh, showing up in San Antonio to go for the national championship. The quality of play is exceptional. And, uh, again, just a special week. I feel lucky to be there. So moving on, my highlight of the week was, without a doubt, the national championship game on Monday night. Really, as good as it gets, a legitimate and perfect way to end the much maligned BCS. It uh, doesn't get any better than a back and forth fourth quarter for the national championship. All the marbles with two great teams Auburn, Florida State, the Heisman Trophy winner, Jameis Winston, coming up big when he had to, i.e., down. With a minute and a half to go, and leading his team down the field for victory. I mean, and he's a freshman. I mean, you, you know, uh, hats off to Jameis Winston. What he did uh, is really near unimaginable, and uh, a year for the ages for him in every way. You talk about bursting onto the American sports scene. I still remember tuning into that pit game, the uh, the opener back in I believe August, like Labor Day weekend. Having heard the name, but not really knowing much, and uh, we all know the rest of the story. Special, special player. Uh, my low light of the week was the Cincinnati Bengals, again, not showing up in their playoff game on Sunday. All the ingredients were there. They were hosting third year in a row, so they had the playoff experience. Uh, San Diego Chargers, six seed. Bengals were the number three seed. Uh, everything was just, you know, set up for them to finally break through win their first playoff game in forever and just really show that they are, you know, among the NFL elite. You know, this is a team that, again, you know, has built year by year a very nice resume. So this was when they were, you know, supposed to cash in. Instead, they laid an egg. The Chargers just dominated them and, uh, the city of Cincinnati is still howling, from what I hear. And Andy Dalton is public enemy number one, rightly or wrongly, but he did not have a good game. There's there's just no nice way to say it. Chargers, uh, they're that proverbial team on a roll. Come in, they've been playing near basically playoff games for four weeks and to just try to make it into the tournament. They've had some breaks. They beat Denver along the way, and trust me when I tell you, the last te- team that Denver wants to see this Sunday is uh, the San Diego Chargers, but that's exactly who they're going to see, uh, especially with their Charger coach, Mike McCoy, being the offensive coordinator just a couple of years ago out there in Denver uh, with Tim Tebow, by the way. So uh, that's going to be interesting. My bizarre story of the week was watching the Colts come back on Saturday. Uh, I was down in San Antonio watching it. And again, you know, 
a lot of football people around, so it was really a, a great atmosphere as that game just got more and more and more dramatic with each passing play. And, uh, you know, Andrew Luck certainly came of age that day, to put it mildly. On the other hand, the Chiefs had a 28-point lead early in the third quarter, 38-10. to 10. They let it slip away. Uh, and, you, you know, that's... This is where, you know, just the bizarre part comes in because I don't mean bizarre in a bad way. It's only that, you know, it's bizarre when you never, when it's the second greatest comeback in NFL playoff history since how often do you see it? Therefore, it qualifies in my book as bizarre. So uh, just quite a weekend of football, much more coming ahead. Uh with the NFL Divisional Round coming up, it is my favorite sports weekend of the year with four quality games, all the bye teams hosting the teams that advance through the wild card round. And uh, to me, for a, for a back-to-back Saturday, Sunday, it's as good a weekend as you have in all of sports. So as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break now. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 1- 888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we typically have guests, and on the line is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, John, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm actually in New Haven at the Walter Camp Football Foundation uh, weekend held at the Omni Hotel in downtown New Haven. Wow. That's a big event. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about it? I know it's uh, huge awards are happening, as they always do, and, and that's, a, that's a marquee event every year up here in New England. Yeah, John, it's the oldest All-American team. They've been naming them since 1889. This is the 124th edition, if you can believe those numbers. This wow. is the 47th annual weekend, and they bring players in from across the country, they have a luncheon and a big uh, banquet of 1,000 people held at Yale Commons uh, tomorrow evening, the black tie gown and affair. And there's a lot of camaraderie. The, the players have a lifelong association with the organization. Alumni come back. Uh, Tony Dorsett is here. David Fulcher, uh, Tony Rice from Notre Dame, Mike Stonebreaker, uh, just uh, Morton Anderson, who's one of the 15 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. So it's a great gathering of football people, and anybody who gets a chance to be here should accept the invitation immediately. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to have to make that one of these years, uh, to say the least, because it's only a two-hour drive for me. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, this is not the year, just returning from San Antonio. But I read, uh, who is there? recipient of the man of the year uh it caught my eye just a couple of weeks ago when they made yeah, the they announcement. have uh, three individuals they're going to honor this year 
John, one is Joe Theismann, the former Notre Dame quarterback, Matt Millen, uh, defensive player, and Ken Huff, uh, offensive guard from North Carolina's alum- alumni of the year. So we're going to honor those three gentlemen tomorrow evening. Uh, I, I haven't seen them. I, I saw Ken Huff today, but I haven't seen Joe Theismann or Matt Millen. But uh, yeah, it should be uh, quite interesting tomorrow evening. They're all colorful people. Very, very well. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Joe Theismann. You'll enjoy this story. Uh, because when I grew up in Altoona, Pennsylvania, when I was uh, a kid, uh, Joe Theismann played. He's from New Jersey, and he played in a local baseball all-star tournament called the Triple ABA. Big, big, big deal in the baseball world. And, you know, it was – what. Six blocks from my house, and for like a week back in the early 70s, I was able to literally walk down the street and watch Joe Theismann. We all knew that he was the—he was still in high school, but he had committed to Notre Dame, and he was a catcher, and he was a great catcher. I think he might have been drafted by the major leagues, but, you know, it was a big deal, and we all got to watch Joe Theismann play all week long. He was terrific, and, uh, you know, all the while knowing that he was the next great— quarterback coming into Notre Dame so uh I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Joe Theismann ever since then great youth memory uh, oh yeah he, he was one of a kind John I, I enjoyed watching him play he'd run around and and snap those passes down the field I, I recall watching him play for Notre Dame especially against USC uh, one rainy day and I think it ended up in a tie and USC was ranked number one and of course uh, he's at Notre Dame they played Texas twice in the Cotton Bowl. They lost the first game, and then Texas had the champion, won the championship. Then the next year, uh, Tyson was back as the quarterback, and they defeated Texas in the Cotton Bowl. I think it was 24-11. So he, he's always been a primetime player, and he went, went on to the Super Bowl fame and fortune. So And then on the television, where he's always never been shy with his opinions and commentary. Well, you know, great personality. And just to uh, take the story a step further, you know, then years later, probably about 10, 12 years ago, I'm down in Sarasota, Florida, mm-hmm. in the famous St. Armand Circle. I'm walking through. I look up, and who is shooting an infomercial? Literally right in front of me. Uh, and I'll never forget the name of the company, Barefoot Science. It was for, like, foot insoles. And there's Joe Theismann and Peggy Fleming, the Olympic skater. They're shooting live. Well, not live on tape, but they're shooting, you know, live right in front of me for later, you know, for... Uh, later playing on television, but uh, so of course I waited around. As soon as they were done, I walked up, I introduced myself, and I just said, "I saw you play baseball at Maple Avenue Field." That's all I had to say, and he instantly <laughs> said, "Eltona, Pennsylvania, nineteen seventy, whatever." Loved it, <laughs> and we talked for fifteen twenty minutes. He gave me the. Uh, contact info for his office outside Washington, D.C. in Northern Virginia, and I dropped his assistant a note, and he sent me an autograph ball with an autograph picture. I'm staring right at it. It's prominently displayed in my office here where I broadcast from, and so obviously, and, I, and I've seen Joe two or three times since at NFL events, he recognizes exactly who I am and what the connection is. So, you know, uh, I'm glad to hear he's being honored. As you can tell, I'm a huge, huge fan, and really he's been, or, you know, I've been following him for uh, a few decades now. 
Yeah, I look forward to speaking to him tomorrow evening uh, and see what his appreciation is for this organization and some stories he might have to tell out of his experiences in football. He will have some good ones. Uh, I, I think you might agree with this. Clearly, you've talked to him before. He may be on the very, very, very short list of literally the easiest athletes or ex-athletes in the world to talk to. He's just so affable and so easy to talk to. I mean, having a conversation with Joe Theismann is, uh, uh, you know, very easy to do, put it that way. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that, John. Yes. Sometimes, as you well know, it's, it, it's, you're trying to you know, pull, you know, like pulling teeth for answers when you look for answers from, from some of the athletes. Yeah, if you haven't talked to him before, be sure to talk to him tomorrow because, uh, again, he's uh, very, very entertaining and very friendly and, and just, again, easy to oh, talk to. Oh, that's great. And, that's great to hear. And then, but, yeah, Matt John, Miller. One of the was, interesting people I, I also got a chance to meet and visit with today was Chris Davis of Auburn. And oh, my. Most people maybe not know his name, but they have seen his likeness probably hundreds of times when he returned that failed field goal attempt by Alabama. He ran it back 109 yards. So he's here today. He is a local Connecticut agent to represent him for the NFL draft at Joe Linton. So he's in attendance today and we had a good conversation and he, uh, he still cannot believe what has transpired with that fabulous return. He still has not grasped the, the gravity of what, he, what he's done. Well, he's part of college football lore now. Did you tell him where you were when he made the return? Well, it was funny because I actually showed him the video that I had taken standing behind the Alabama kicker on the sideline shooting diagonally uh, that, that angle, and then he, was, he ran, ran for the touchdown across the field for me, and I had that all, all in the sequence. That's great. Well, obviously, you know, your video is your video, and there's so you gave him a perspective that only you could give him of of his famous play. So he must have loved it. I'm assuming. Yeah, you know, it was, it was amazing to watch him, John. He was so intense watching my video, and it, it was like it was childlike, and you know, his appreciation for the moment, which is great. He you know doesn't take anything for granted, and he was very. You know, nice young gentleman, and we had a long conversation, uh, and we brought up the fact that, you know, he's from the same high school as the David Langer, who returned two punts against Alabama 41 years prior, and, you know, he said he'd like to meet that gentleman. He hadn't, hadn't met him yet, but he would like to meet David and speak to him. That's great, AP. Well, again, Chris Davis's name will live forever in college football. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize he had chosen Joe Linta. You know, Joe, I've met Joe Linta, uh, who actually does business with a neighbor of mine. I'm literally staring at my neighbor's house as we speak. And so the neighbor took me down to a big event that Joe Linta puts on down in New Haven uh, every year. And for those of you who don't know, you're going to love this story. And Chris Davis is going to feel good about this. You know, Joe Linta is the agent for, of course, Joe Flacco, which was really probably Joe's first big name free agent. And it was Joe's agent strategy, shall we say, that passed on, you know, the Ravens offer 
uh, for a contract extension when Joe Flacco had one year left on his contract. They, Joe, the two Joes ex- uh, decided to play out the year, and that year, of course, was the Super Bowl year just last year, and Joe Flacco walked away, and Joe Linta, I might add, walked got the largest contract in the history of the NFL. Need I say more? Yeah, brilliant strategy. Brilliant. Brilliant. Like an all-time strategy. So uh, I'm guessing Chris Davis is not the only agent, uh, you know, the the only uh, big-time player that uh, he's landed given what he did for Joe Flacco last year. So he's clearly, uh, you know... A name on the rise in the agent business, uh, you know, again, brilliant strategy. You said it perfectly. He nailed it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming his business is booming about this time of year. Yeah, yeah he's quite busy. Uh, and, you know, he went down there, and there's a lot of people that were interested in Chris Davis, and he, he went over his heart. And, and he, uh, Chris is going to be training in Atlanta, he told me for the NFL draft, and he's going to be at the Combine as well. That's great. Well, before we close out the segment, I'll just say that, you know, I think Joe Flacco, all he has to do now is, you know, like some of these college football coaches, all he has to do is walk into an athlete's presence and just say, Joe Flacco, and, you know, he gets the deal. I mean, that's all you need to say. (laughs) Largest contract in NFL (laughs) history, period. What else do you need to say? Short conversation, make his point. Yeah, and Joe's an interesting personality as well. He's a big personality, to say the least, and he's a guy that when I met him, I was pretty immediately able to envision him in a negotiating room with NFL organizations more than holding his own. Yes, he's a, uh, uh, he commands the attention, and he does a great job with all of his clients. He sure does. Well, AP, with that said, uh, why don't we take a break and... We'll come back. We'll talk about the, uh, you know, the Auburn Alabama game, and uh, excuse me, the Auburn Florida State game. The Auburn Alabama game still lingers and will forever. Uh, but let's take our break now, and we'll talk national championship on the other side. AP. Okay, John. Thank you. Yep. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Lockdown Coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And on the line with us still is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., you were talking about meeting Chris Davis down in New Haven, uh, where you're at for the Walter Camp Awards this weekend, and, you know... I couldn't help but think when I was watching that national championship game on Monday night that there's Chris Davis, hero of heroes, from his return in the Alabama game, but giving up, being the defensive back, covering the guy for Washington, for Florida State, who caught the winning touchdown pass for the national championship game. Fate is strange, isn't it? Yeah, John. I mean, the football game... A close game usually won by six or seven important plays, and of course that one was the most important at the end because there's literally not enough time for Auburn to recover. Uh, I, you know, I didn't get a chance seconds. to ask Chris, but maybe if he wanted to run that play over again, he, he probably would have been had some tighter coverage and denied that inside post. It's like being a basketball defender, and once you let the big man get in the paint with his two hands in the air and you're behind him, then the play is essentially over. The scoring is the inevitable. So it, in, that, in that case, I think Chris, he probably, <clears throat> if he second-guessed himself, he probably would have forced him to the outside or, or just been closer to him at the start of the play. Yeah, nearly impossible to defend. I think the guy, the receiver for Florida State, had you know five, six, seven inches on Chris Davis, and again, you know, with a big, tall guy like Jameis Winston delivering the ball, it's just real tough, near impossible to defend. But, you know, that fourth quarter, you know, it really was reminded me a little of the Auburn-Alabama game, especially, you know, the kickoff return down the left sideline by Florida (laughs) State. uh, Felt a lot like the Chris Davis play, even though there was, you know, it was more the middle of the fourth quarter. Um but just spectacular. I mean, what I, I don't think you can ask for anything more in a game than, you know, back and forth throughout the fourth quarter, both teams scoring, national championship on the line, and the game-winning score coming with 13 seconds to go. How good is this as good as it gets? Yeah, I mean, the television networks are loving every minute. The fans are 
on the edge of their seat, staying up even though they're tired, and and you can replay that game as an instant classic. So everybody was a winner, um, you know, to some degree. But uh, yeah, it was a fabulous game. Auburn competed every play just as they did in the Alabama game, and I was really impressed with their defense and defensive scheme and how they pressured Jameis Winston. He looked befuddled the first maybe 30 minutes, and, you know, Auburn tackled well for the most part, and nobody has stopped Auburn all year from running the football, and Florida State had a tough time that day. But th- those receivers from Florida State were very difficult to guard. Uh, I, I'm about, well, I guess I'm a six feet tall or so, and Chris is just slightly shorter than me. So I know that receiver had a huge advantage when he went to the end zone and put his hands up for for the reception. So, but overall, Auburn had a magical season. It, it didn't end perfectly, but it's still a fairy tale type story to tell their their grandchildren years from now. Absolutely, and uh, you know, let's not forget. Of course, you know Auburn jumped out to an early lead, as you said. Jameis looked befuddled, and uh, you know, but he gathered himself, and you know. Produced a huge second half, and you know, famous Jameis is now famous forever. Uh, it truly the year of Jameis. I mean, what he did, you know, end to end, you know, coast to coast, if you will, from the first game against Pitt back on Labor Day weekend to what he did on Monday night uh, as a freshman on his birthday, by the way, when the national championship on his birthday, uh, you know, can't do any better than that. And you know, I can't help but say we. You know, it's just, uh, it's like an ironic contrast because that's exactly what Cam Newton did a couple of years ago for Auburn where you know, he basically just showed up. You really didn't, you may have heard the name, but you didn't know much about him. And next thing you know, they're undefeated national champions and Heisman Trophy winners. And I couldn't, again, get that kind of irony out of my head as I watched uh, Jameis finish it off. It just reminded me so much of Cam Newton for, uh, ironically, Auburn just a, a few mere year, years ago. Yeah, yeah, the irony for me, John, was the fact that the state of Alabama was trying to uh, finish off a five-year run of champions, championships. And lo and behold, a high school player from the state of Alabama dethroned the, the state. Good point. Good point. So that leads perfectly into my next question, AP, which is, you know, knowing you work for Bama Magazine and have covered the Alabama uh, unmatched run of recent years, Dynasty, do people from Alabama, who were they rooting for on Monday night? Do they want to see Auburn win it? If not, if only for the fact in this particular year where that would mean, again, the state of Alabama winning five national championships in a row, or knowing it's a blood feud, maybe the greatest rivalry in all of college football, or do they dislike Auburn so much that it's impossible for them to root for them, even in, in a game that's not against Alabama? John, I think your last point. There's many Alabama fans and Auburn fans who cannot root for their rival, even though it's in their best interest for the state to have that uh, title on their mantle. Because it's it, down the road when they have this college football playoff system, 
the pendulum has been in the FCC camp for years now. But now there's some chinks in the armor. Auburn, uh, Alabama was defeated handily by a team from the Big 12, Oklahoma. And Auburn lost to Florida State. And the, the ACC's strength of schedule was questioned. But when you can beat the best team from the league on the night when you're not having playing, playing uh, your best, that has to speak volumes for Florida State uh, and the ACC. So there's people that, John, you'll never convince even if you explain it to them and it's, logic, it's logical to root for both teams in the state and for the conference itself for benefits that will be derived down the road. There's people that you, that you cannot overturn their feelings and that grudge grudge match, uh, the way they you know, the view the view the rival. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not surprised. I mean, emotions run deeper, I think, in the state of Alabama, between Alabama and Auburn, than any other uh, rivalry in college football. And, you know, I had a taste of this, you know, kind of statewide thing when, as I've mentioned before in the show, you know, Pitt-Penn State were vying for national championships. They never produced a run of, you know, four in a row going for five. But, you know, late 70s, early 80s, they the national championship or, or the number one team uh, was at stake for three, four years in a row when Pitt-Penn State played in November every year. And so I have a sense of that, uh, what it means to a state. And for me, again, you know, what's good for the state is good, you know, for Alabama separately and Auburn separately. And uh, let's face it, there's there, I can't imagine ever a state is going to have the opportunity to win five national championships in a row, especially under the new playoff system. Yeah, it's very interesting. This is a continual discussion that will be going on for years when you talk to people from Alabama and Auburn and their willingness to let go, the strong dislike for the opponent and the team within the state. And I don't know if I've had the discussion and changed many hearts through the years. But I've done my best. I, I even wrote a column years ago. Nick Saban spoke in Mobile uh, for an organization, and he said, you know, when Auburn and Alabama were not two very good teams, it was difficult to put the game on television. So people should be wanting both those teams to be strong so that it will attract the attention of the nation. I mean, he made that plea. It had to be three or four years ago when I wrote this column. And he understood the value of having tremendous football within the state of Alabama, and he, you know, including Auburn as well. But I think it's it's been lost. I mean, the the classic example that I used in the story, I uh, spoke to one of my colleagues for the Columbus Dispatch, and years ago, everyone remembers Michigan lost to Appalachian State. Yes. Well, when that was announced in Columbus, of course, they cheered. Well, as the season progressed and people were starting to attack the Big Ten, everybody had second thoughts about cheering because the Big Blue lost to Appalachian State. It brought down the currency of the league. So I think that they learned a strong lesson, but the SEC, some of the folks, they they don't comprehend that uh, interconnected uh, 
you know, action that affects not only Alabama, but the rest of the league. And then when you're going to have this playoff system, when you're going to be selecting teams based on the strength of schedule, well, you can point to, for instance, Alabama's basketball team. They, one year they were 12 and four, came in second and did, they had a terrible non-conference uh, record and came in second in the league, did not make the tournament. Now, what Big East team that came in second was not in the NCAA tournament? I don't ever recall that happening. <laughs> Good point. I think many years there was four or five Big East teams in the tournament. That's a good point. I want to follow up on this on the other side, but why don't we take our final break and then uh, and then we'll continue this discussion in, in just a minute, AP. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit nflalumni.org. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchOfDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby, and... Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Before we go back to A.P., I just want to say my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is obviously the NFL playoffs, who now hold the stage to themselves with college football over. It's the divisional round. As I said at the top of the show, it's literally my favorite weekend in sports. Four games, Saturday and Sunday, uh, with the best teams. So it's as good as it gets, and... Uh, so looking forward to that, and of course the Patriots are hosting again, yet again, uh, a 
playoff game at nearby Gillette Stadium tomorrow night. Weather is supposed to be horrific, warm, yet uh, wind-whipped rain. Uh, need I say more? <laughs> I've heard phrases from wind-whipped rain AP right through to uh, cats and, raining cats and dogs. So 25 to 30 mile an hour gusts, but yet it's going to be 52 degrees, but super raw, but given the... Given the temps we've had up here, uh, warm beyond warm, uh, following, you know, sub-zero temps in the past week or two. Uh, crazy weather, and uh, America's going to get a taste of it tomorrow night on TV, so it should be interesting, AP. Yeah, I mean, it's a, almost a, a game of survival, besides the game itself, just to make it through four quarters and, you know, withstand all that rain and whipping wind, so... It'll be interesting. It's always dependent upon your quarterback, primarily in those types of games, who adapts the best and who, you know, what receiver can get some footing or the other receivers maybe have their hands in their pocket and just afraid of the weather itself. Yes. Well, we're going to see two great ones tomorrow, the young the young buck, Andrew Luck, and no rhyme intended. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, you know, I can't even believe I'm saying this, you know, the, the old pro, Tom Brady, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be just great theater. That's, you know, Saturday night playoff. Uh, they've got the stage. It's going to be wonderful and... Uh, you know, again, just can't wait for the whole weekend in general. That game specifically uh, should be fun. But, you know, I just want to go back, AP, to our end of the third segment where you touched on both Ohio State as well as Nick Saban. And I can't help but think, you know, a month ago we were all sitting here, you know, pretty uh, pretty well assuming that it was going to be, you know, undefeated Ohio State versus undefeated Auburn. For the national championship, Ohio State, mind you, having won 24 games in a row. And now we stand here today where, shockingly, both Urban Meyer and Nick Saban have each lost their last two games in a row. Something neither of them does hardly ever. So it's stunning turning events if if you just stop and look back just a mere three weeks to a month ago. Yeah, John, I think those are the two most feared coaches in the college game today. And there was some level of confidence that they would be undefeated and playing for that championship in Pasadena. And lo and behold, fate intervened and, and both ended up losing two games at the end and their bowl games and the, their fans are, uh, started the complaint line, uh, as soon as the bell, you know, the, the last whistle of the final game. Yes, well, you know, college football for all its pageantry and just great, you know, great theater. And it just gets better every year. You just think it can't get better. It's like the NFL. But yet every year it does get better. And certainly this year it did. Uh, But, you know, the passionate fan bases are truly the foundation of the game. Can also be very, very unforgiving. And, you know, I, you, I, I, I. these two guys don't come under fire, Saban and Meyer, Urban Meyer and Nick Saban. But, you know, there's as much, you know, angst surrounding them as has been for a lot of years, you know. It's yeah, crazy. There's but some you- grumbling going on, John, and 
uh, in the last day or so, Alabama has changed offensive coordinators. Doug Nussmeyer is, is accepting a hefty contract. I guess he's going to be one of the uh, top five paid assistants in the country. He's going to lead the Michigan Wolverine. So he's gone, and, and now Alabama has to bring in a new offensive coordinator. I think it's the fourth one since Nick Saban's been there. Uh, the first one was Major Applewhite and <clears throat> Jim McElwain, head coach of Colorado State, and, and then they had Nussmeyer. Now we're going to have the fourth one. Wow. And one of the names being bandied about as having an interview with Alabama for that OC job is, of course, uh, one of the most polarizing people in all of college football, if not all of sports, Lane Kiffin. Uh, that was generating a lot of chatter yesterday on Sports Talk Radio. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of the odd couple. I uh, had a friend of mine, she covers Southern California, John, and she told me that Lane Kiffin often speaks of his telephone conversations with Nick Saban. Interesting, interesting. I mean, I couldn't help but wonder, the, the, the cynic in me, uh, where I just couldn't help but wonder yesterday when I was hearing this, like, is Saban just do, interviewing him as a favor to kind of get him back on the coaching radar, you know, just the fact he's interviewing instantly gets Lane Kiffin's tattered reputation pointed, you know, somewhat back in the right direction is the way I see it. Now, I could be totally wrong and he could hire him tomorrow, but that's just how I, that was just the first thought that crossed my mind. The minute I had it, heard it was just, you know, they're probably friends or there's some type of relationship there that Nick Saban you know, knows that uh, just by merely interviewing him, he is helping him. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, John, but uh, I think there's more to him actually hiring Lane Kiffin and generating some interest for, for, his, right. uh, yeah, for his friend. Right, and you know Saban. I don't think he's a guy who wastes time, so yeah, I, I just may be wrong. I'm just simply saying that's the first thought that popped into my mind. When I heard it, but you know, uh, lastly, I just want to say, speaking of coaching changes and everything, uh, number one, I was in Austin, Texas, driving from San Antonio uh, on Monday when Charlie Strong was hired as the new Texas coach. That's where I watched the national championship game. Was in the college stronghold uh, of Austin. It was a great day to be in Austin. You talk about a high energy day. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean. John, you couldn't have picked a better day to, to be in the, the capital uh, when they hired the new football coach, and especially all the repercussions that followed from uh, Red McCombs. Yeah, it was like being in uh, it was like being in Washington on inauguration day. Literally, it was just <laughs> high energy. I mean, it was obviously the talk of the town. That would be yeah, it's something to that effect. Probably a little greater uh, electricity. Yes, and by the way, I saw this morning where Red McCombs apologized personally to Charlie Strong for his negative comments in the days after he was announced as the new Texas coach. So, uh, you know, everybody's going to get along, I guess, and, and for the good of Texas football. So, going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would have been quite a situation when you're hamstringing your own coach on the first day of his arrival. I mean, those kind of comments, uh, I mean... I don't think the university was going to hire Charlie Strong and then fire him the next day, even though Red McCombs strongly disagreed with the choice. 
Exactly. That, my first thought. What are they going to do? Unhire him? I mean, <laughs> I could appreciate the comments if they were of course, like. Of course, it is Texas. They do things in a big way, but uh, you know, even for Texas, right. that's a little bit much. Exactly. You know, no, if he, <laughs> I could see him saying what he said at the during the interview process, but not after the fact. But anyway, AP, hard to believe. Another great college football season. Uh, but you're going to continue staying on the show, even though the season's over. We have lots more to talk about. The season's never over. The, the games are over. <laughs> um, but thank you. Your insight, you know, for all the games has been incredible all year long. And again, it's a year-round season now, so we have still lots more to talk about in upcoming shows, to say the least. Well, well thank you, John. It's an honor and pleasure to be with you every Friday. Thank well, you very much. We're the lucky ones, AP. And as always, thank you, Voice America listeners, for tuning in to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.